Yo, do we have the future of Ventura County Hardcore on the line or what? Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you. We're stoked, we're stoked to be on here. We love doing this kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I just played your demo, um, that X Becomes Y. Like the perfect song to start a demo. The intro's super hard. I love it. Wow, um, thanks. And, yeah, I pay attention, man. <laughs> um, you know, and it's got like, and it's got like, uh, can't, uh, can't Stop This Youth kind of has like the anthem. You know what I mean? Like, you're listening to KZAALP, Santa Barbara, 96.5 FM, Gaza. Radio only for play my team. Never took your chance. Never tried your best. Never took responsibility to the wicked Never took your chance. Never tried your best. Never took responsibility. Yo, is this the Ventura County Hardcore Booking Hotline? It is. What's up? It's Cameron. What up? I need you to book my band, bro. I message 30 times a day. It's cool, though. <laughs> I, be, I be messaging people like that to book my band, though. So it, it, it's hardcore for hardcore. It is what it is. That's what's up. Um, all right. Let me let the listeners know what's up real quick. Uh, what's up to the radio listeners again? You just heard that rock block made by our guest today. Um, and what's up to everybody streaming this episode? Um, I'll link the, the rock block at the end of the episode and you'll be able to listen to it on Spotify. Uh, real quick, uh, the weekend of April 7th, we got the Rapid Fest um, happening at the Oxnard Performing Arts Center. Um, tickets are available online, rapidfest805.com. Um, Dead Heat, Military Gun, Big Boy, Dead Body, Terrena, Cola Boy, Twisted Cane, Initiate, uh, In Time, Wise, Ceramic, Entry, Greyhound, Bare Minimum, and Valencia. Um, again, you get your tickets at rapidfest805.com. Going to be a dope show, so make sure you get a ticket. Um, all right, super stoked uh, to be joined today by Cameron, the drummer of In Time. Um, Cam, what's up? How are you today? Dude, I'm pretty good. I've had a chill day. I was off work, so I've just kind of worked out in the morning. Didn't really do anything today. Um, so I'm good. How are you? Dang, Bra- Brazilian jiu-jitsu this morning? Yeah, show's tight. Dude, that's what's up. Are you choking fools out yet or what? Kind of, but I'm not very good. I'm, st- I'm like a white belt with one stripe, so I'm like a beginner. But one day, one day I'm going to be choking fools out in the street. <laughs> crazy <laughs> that's what's up um and where are you calling from right now yeah i'm at uh rapid skate shop in simi valley the best skate shop um we're doing a show here tonight so pretty much after this i'm just gonna start setting up for the show and then that's gonna happen for sure yeah everyone on the radio listening that's what i was uh talking about earlier the show at rapid tonight um out west uh linda susan who else is playing ridgeway yeah, Ridgeway, uh, this band called Keep. I believe they're from Richmond, Virginia. Whoa. And then this band, uh, Lacuna, from Orange County as well. Nice. That's what's up. And then we got uh, Denial of Life and some local bands playing at the skate shop on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be epic. For sure, for sure. Um, so streaming listeners, at the beginning of the episode, you'll hear a clip from the <laughs> – I, I threw it a little clip from the last in time interview – I just, oh geez! Yeah, um, I'm old. Yeah, that's, man. That's, that's pre-COVID, I think. 
it was like in the heart of the pandemic. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool to reflect on, um, and we'll come back to that stuff later. But I wanted to ask you. So you are the you're the dopest vegan person I know, as far as knowing where all the good vegan food is, cooking vegan food. You dropped some of the best recipes on me when I was vegan. Um, so I wanted. To, I know you've traveled a lot in the last uh, couple of weeks. Wanted to ask you what was some of the best vegan food you've had in the eastern part of the United States lately. Dude, so uh, I was in New York with my girlfriend, Brenda, and we went to this spot in Chinatown called, like, Bodai uh, Vegan Vegetarian Restaurant or something like that. And it was, like, an all-vegan dim sum. And it, like, just, like, uh, brought me back to being a kid, uh, like, going to dim sum with my dad and shit. Or, sorry. uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it just, like, brought me back, and it was, like, the food was amazing, and they had, like, a vegan version of everything. Like, I've never seen vegan jellyfish. I've never That's seen crazy. vegan shark fin soup. Like, they had a vegan version of anything you could find at a dim sum restaurant. It was amazing. And the food was amazing. Like, everything about it. It was, like, the best meal. I don't think I'll have a better meal this whole year. Dang, it tops two men? I, I, it was my first time having it, so it's hard to say. I got to go back and really <laughs> test the waters. But it's up there. Uh-huh. But like it was, it was neck and neck, neck and neck with human. Respect. That's awesome. Um, also, you got to see Death Threat last week. Um, do you want to? Do you mind sharing a little bit about how that Death Threat show was and what night yeah. you went to? Uh, it was amazing. I went to the first night, which was um, Death Threat and a Hundred Demons, um, and some other bands. And Death Threat was playing Last Days and Peace and Security in its entirety. And, like, Death Threat's one of my favorite hardcore bands. Peace and Security might be my favorite hardcore record. So, just, like, being able to go to that was amazing. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I have nothing else to really say about it. It was just, like, an amazing night. Super awesome show. Um, we drove from New York to Connecticut, where it was. It took, like, two hours. Pretty much, like, walked in the venue when the first band was starting. And, yeah, every band was dope. The whole show was sick. Um, What's the Connecticut hardcore vibe? It's hard to say. I don't think the show was an accurate representation of what it is now because it was That's like true, yeah. there's a lot of older people. Like you know, it's like a legendary man playing their 25 year uh, anniversary show. That's a so good it's point, not. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of old people. Um, but like the young kids who were there were moshing hard. Like and there was like you know there's a hard mosh going on. So I have no complaints. It was cool. Um, during. Um, a song, I, I just look over and Brenda uh, is just like swinging on dudes. And I was just like, this is <laughs> crazy. Awesome. <laughs> it was awesome, though. Great show. 100 Demons was amazing. They said it was their second to last show. So I guess they're going to announce the last show. So I'm glad I was able to catch them. Yeah, it's cool you're able to see that, man. Um, I just want to take a moment to shout out Brenda. Brenda rocks so much. She's Yeah, shout out Brenda. Yeah, dude, Brenda's the best. <laughs> um, that's what's up, man. Uh, so who's the best band in hardcore right now? Right now? Right now, currently. Oh, geez. Um, I don't know. Terrena? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's, no, there's kidding. a lot of, like, really good hardcore bands, like, like, just straightforward hardcore bands, a lot of really good, like, punkier bands. I don't know. Uh, maybe Combust. I yeah. really, like, I still, I still listen to their record very regularly. Yeah. Electric Chair. Um. I'd, I'd say Terrena so. too, just because yeah, they're, they're our friends in hometown. 
Karina's the homies, so yeah, whatever. I'll rep it. <laughs> for sure. Um, and you're also straight edge, so shout out to you for, for holding down the vegan straight edge. Much respect. Um, who do you think is the best straight edge band in hardcore right now? Earth Crisis. It always be Earth Crisis. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, Rob, probably Rob Brigade for like right now. Rob Brigade is amazing. Um, live, I think they're one of the best current live bands. And they rep like the straight edge really hard. Yeah, for sure. No matter respect. You got to you got to do a you got to do a XVX militant band, dude. We need that. Yeah, but no one no one's XVX anymore, so. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No one's true till death. Yeah, it's like Except I'd have to do everything. I, don't, I I would have to play everything. I don't know how to play anything, so. You could just do a glitter style, dude, and just have like Yeah. A- <laughs> it would be like vegan straight edge glitter or pop music. <laughs> It'll be crazy. <laughs> uh, well, I'm super uh, happy to have you have you back on the on the radio with me. Um, this is a trip trip to listen to the last time we interviewed because uh, or last when we interviewed before because you were like asking me what my name was. <laughs> I just yeah, like dude, fast forwarded to a random part and it was just like really funny because um, I consider you and all of in time to be some of my best friends now and. Um, so it's just really cool to to be able to have you back on and be able to say before the interview that you just had a vinyl come out on Indecision Records and all that stuff. So um, thanks again Thank for, for coming on. So if you want to just tell us uh, what you do in End Time and who the other members of the band are. Uh, I play drums. Um, our vocalist is JP, and our two guitarists are Nick and Luis, and Mark is our bassist. Nice. That's what's up. Um, so do you want to, like, before we start getting into everything, if you want to just, um, so you guys put out a, a record, like, pretty recently, just let everyone know, like, if uh, where, where they can get the record at, um, if you have any merch available, or when you'll have merch or records available, any upcoming shows, and just, like, any updates and stuff like that? Yeah, so we have a 12-inch records for our new EP on Indecision Records' website. Um, on that website, you can also get a t-shirt that's a, it's an in control, uh, it's an in control t-shirt, a bootleg t-shirt from the, uh, Truth Hurts era. So, um, I'm super excited to have that because it's one of my favorite bands and the shirt came out really well. Um, also on our band camp, you can get the record and we'll have it at any upcoming show that's coming up along with the in control shirts and some other merch that we'll we'll be making soon nice and so you guys are playing rapid fest on the 7th and that'll be your first show since like december right yeah rapid fest uh april 8th will be our first show back since december like 11th with human garbage i think okay um and do you have any plans that you can share about like for the late spring or summer or anything, or is that all stuff that's yet to be? Announced? Yeah. So we've got a couple local shows going on through like April, May after rapid fest. Like I think like three more besides rapid fest and then late March or sorry, late May through early June, we'll be doing a West coast tour. It's like 12 days. The first half will be with like a bigger band. They haven't announced it yet. So I don't know if I'm allowed to, but, um, okay. We'll like a triple B records band with a new record coming out. And nice. um, second half will just be on our own coming back down. Is it never-ending game? I wish. 
That's like the, those, I can't stop listening to those two new songs. I know, dude. Great band. Um, but I that'd be crazy. Nice. So so West Coast tour, um, some local shows, and then the Terrena music video shoot at Rapid, right? Yeah, that's gonna be stressful. That's gonna be crazy. <laughs> it is gonna be, be cool crazy. though. That's gonna be awesome. I'm and then we're playing also the Terrena record release show, which is uh, May sixth, I think. And then we're, I'm planning our EP release show for June 10th, which will be at the CFS in Oxnard. Nice. Yeah, I keep forgetting about the, the Terrena EP release. It's crazy lineup. It's yeah, Terrena, Dead Heat, Spinebreaker, End Time, and someone else? Or is that uh, Bare Minimum. Bare Minimum, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome show. There's a lot of really awesome shows going on in Ventura County, like in Simi and Oxnard, a couple in Ventura. So I'm just super stoked on that. For sure, yeah. And radio listeners, I've been, you know, every week I share about shows that are happening in the 805. And you can also follow the uh, VCHC shows Instagram and the Your Life in America Instagram to see um, all the cool stuff happening in the 805. Um, hardcore, non-hardcore, um, all the same kind of collective of people. Super fun shows. Um, right on. Well, I'm looking forward to all that stuff, man. I. I think I got to a point where I was seen, seen in time so much. I loved it every time, and I mosh every time and sing along. But if, like I was thinking about it the other day, it's going to be really, really cool to have you guys play Rapid Fest and have not played for a while. and just like Yeah, we're really excited. I think that this is definitely the longest we've gone without playing since, uh, since like all of COVID and stuff. Yeah. It'll just be a cool setting because like all of our friends and everyone will be there, and it's like a big show, and... Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it and, uh, yeah, yeah we'll talk well, about the, the record and stuff in a little bit. Um, okay. So I just want to, I just want to take it back real quick cause it's so funny listening to it. So on October 15th, 2020, UJP and Nick called in the show, which is like almost three, it was like two and a half, almost three years ago. Um, I'm wrong about a lot of things in life, <laughs> like probably 50% of the time, but I wasn't wrong about in time. Said, I said in time was the future of Ventura County Hardcore, and I think I was I was close closely accurate there. Well, I appreciate that. You're I I feel like you're definitely the first in time supporter. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, obviously you're like one of our closest friends, so we appreciate everything. For sure, yeah, it's just cool to. Uh, I mean, you guys put out your demo, and then. You know the world kind of shut down. Not kind of, it did. And then you had to. And then it was just really cool because, like, looking back on it, you guys came out of the pandemic like full force. You know, played a ton of shows, uh, released your your first EP, and um, and you added a new member to the band since then. You added Mark to the band. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So Mark plays in a band. He uh, is the vocalist of a band called Ceramic. That's also based around here and there was a show we were playing i believe it was like a backyard show um at um in oxnard and luis who was playing bass at the time couldn't make it for whatever reason i can't exactly remember but we we're just like hey mark you like you want to fill in for this and then it went really well and we're like let's just add mark in so luis moved to guitar and then mark joined in on bass and Mark was really happy because he was actually begging us to join the band for like a year now. So it all just worked out. Nice. Do you think that um, 
having a second guitar player was like allowed you to do some more stuff with with writing songs and stuff it definitely uh adds another person in the creative process which is cool um i think like the biggest benefit we've had though is like our live sound it just sounds a lot more full with two guitars going on um in the new ep too there's like some like small part like small solos and stuff so without that second car we wouldn't be we wouldn't be able to do it live as well so yeah the solo at the end of save your breath is so dope <laughs> i love that part of that song yeah, Luis killed it on that he's just like i think he just like tinkered with that while we were at uh in the studio recording yeah it, it uh the whole the whole ep is so good and yeah i'm it's cool to see in time with Mark is um, I kind of I've kind of got to watch you guys go from, you know, playing your first few shows to adding a member and and um, and doing everything you've done. So I'm glad it's all working out. And um, I was like looking back on it and you guys have played a ton of shows toward. But you played with so many dope bands. I'm just going to drop the you've played with Spy, Initiate, Odd Man Out, Robber Gade, Scal, Chemical Fix, Downpressor, Big Boy, Primitive Blast and Human Garbage. Um <laughs> since I since we did our last interview. So, um it it's just really cool. I think like hard work definitely pays off, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's all attributed to just like our scene in the 805 growing as well, like without our scene growing like none of those bands would want to play here anyways so it's like you know it's not us it's like all the people going to shows buying merch moshing at for every band like that that's at the end of the day what makes it for sure um i've definitely seen in time play on some bills that don't have any bands like that so i think <laughs> i think you kind of have to like you know pay your dues in that way and uh Gosh, I've seen in time, like the end time powerlifting gym show. <laughs> Super crazy. Yeah, I was there's, there's been some weird shows we've played. <laughs> For sure. The, all the Perkins shows, you know, uh, all the Rapid shows. Um, but uh, so I wanted to ask you, what have been like some of your favorite shows that you guys have played since coming back, since uh, the pandemic came back? Yeah. Uh... Honestly, like, every show we play, we're super stoked on. Like, we have a good time. We try to find a reason to have a good time. But the last show we played was amazing. Uh, the Primitive Blast Human Garbage Show is probably, like, one of my favorite shows we've played um, locally. Also, the Your Life in America Fest that you hosted with Downpressor in Santa Barbara. That was one of the funnest sets we've played. Um, it's hard to pick one. There's been so many good shows with, like, amazing lineups that we've played that, like, we're just honored to be a part of. For sure, man. Um, yeah, the I think my st still my favorite in time set was probably the in time uh, the EP release, which I think was the first show ever at the CFF, right? Yeah, um, we pretty much just found that spot for the EP release show without any intention of booking there more, and then it just kind of happened organically. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and that was such a cool lineup too, because it was like bare minimum, Terrena, Firestarter, Bent Blue, you guys, and then Omega Point. And yeah, it was an awesome show. Yeah, and like no one, none of the bands had really taken off yet in a way, you know. And so, mm -hmm. like looking back on it now, is is a really cool like homie lineup, and every, all of the bands that played have have like gone on to to do more and more and, and play bigger shows. Yeah, definitely. Um, dude, real quick. So since then we never, we've, I don't think I've ever talked about, 
the Timmy No Justice uh, guest vocals intro at the end time EP release. Yeah, that was crazy. That was like that was one of. The, I mean, I love No Justice. Like we all love No Justice. So I was like, making that happen was just like a dream come true. It was like a a bucket list item that wasn't on my bucket list because I didn't even think it was possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was. Uh, I mean, that wasn't too. It was like a couple months after the World at War record release, which was kind of like the first thing that kicked off the. 805 you know i mean i know you guys played like one or two smaller shows before that but it was just like a couple months after that and um yeah it was crazy i i knew that you guys were gonna do it but um it was just so epic dude like to see timmy no justice coming and, and you guys opened with it and grabbed the mic and he just went insane dude he was like running across the merch tables and like diving on everybody it was so sick yeah, it was super awesome. It's cool, like uh, that he like still to this day is like moshing and going crazy. Like I found out he was, I think he still is living in Oxnard, and I just like hit him up on a whim. I was like, "Hey, like I'm Cameron or whatever. Um, we want to do this with you. Would you be down?" And he was kind of like, "I don't know, maybe." <laughs> and then he was like, "We'll see what happens the day of, or <laughs> something so like sick. that." <laughs> And then, like, we were about to play, and I just turned over, turned to the side, and it's like, he's there. And, like, he was like, yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. And then he just, like, right when, like, the first note comes in, he just, like, grabs the mic and just starts going crazy. So, <laughs> we, like, I don't, like, I wasn't 100% sure that it was going to happen up until it happened. That's really cool. I don't think I knew that detail of the story because uh, I do remember there being, like, a slight hesitation, you know. So, you guys obviously had to learn the song, right? And then yeah, we we did this. We learned the song because we did it on that entire tour, which we did, I believe, five or six days with Firestarter. So okay, so so you're already playing it, and then um, Timmy No Justice was last minute out of the bullpen to to do guest vocals. Yeah, dude, that's so awesome. Um, yeah, that was a fun. I guess I just like I've talked about it with you and people, but I've never actually talked about it on the show. So. Um, yeah, that was super awesome. I know. Shout out Timmy No Justice, man. He still yeah, comes out to all the local shows and moshes and stuff. For real. Shout out to Timmy No Justice. Legend. Yeah. Dude, he's a, I think he's a, I think he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy too. Yeah, we were talking about it at the, uh, close combat show at the CFF. We were talking about jiu-jitsu for like, it's all 10 minutes random. Yeah, he was talking about this someone last week. You guys should go head to head in the CFF, dude. He'll probably destroy me. <laughs> Rapid Fest, Cameron versus Timmy No Justice. <laughs> and the Jiu-Jitsu Showdown. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, so uh, I also know that, or I, you know, obviously you guys did some some tours, um, or tried to do some tours and stuff last year, and um, you got you guys bought a van, right? Unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, I remember at the powerlifting gym, you guys were like deep in the van search. And then I think shortly after that, you guys ended up buying a van, right? Yeah, I think like we decided which van we were going to buy at the powerlifting gym. And then I think Nick and JP went down to San Diego or somewhere like that and looked at it. And like it looked good, so they bought it. So they bought it. And then and then you got it ready to take on tour with Firestarter, right? Yeah. And... um. Do you want to share a little bit about the classic hardcore moment that In Time had on that tour? Yeah, we were like, so we played our first show in uh, Hesperia. Shout out to the High Desert. 
and we're on our way to Vegas. I think it's our second or third show, and then all of a sudden, the van just dies in the middle of the desert. It's like 110 degrees. We're like, what's like what happened? Like what's going on? And like no one really knows what happened. It's kind of like, oh, maybe it just needs cooling or like whatever. So we're trying to like troubleshoot it and trying to get it back going. And then there's like a couple hours pass, and we're like, I think we just gotta tow it. So we towed it back to Hesperia um, after being in like stuck in the desert for like four or five hours, and towed it back to Hesperia. Um, Brad from Firestarter Heartthrob um, booked us a last minute show, like a benefit show, at uh, in the high desert to get some money to help pay for the van or whatever we needed. And the show was super fun. Like, it was super awesome. We towed the van back to, uh, like, the 805 to get it looked at. And basically what it came down to was just, like, it was, like, just, like, a, it seemed like a pretty easy fix. So we got it fixed. We're like, okay, cool. Like, we'll meet um, Firestarter in Arizona to finish off the tour. So we drove to the high desert to pick up Brad. And then all of a sudden, all the van lights come on, and we're like, "What? Oh what the heck?" So we're like in a, I think, AutoZone parking lot, and we're like, "What?" Like clearly, it's like a bigger issue. Um, and then eventually, we get it home, get it looked at, and it ends up being like a pretty, like a pretty big issue that costs a lot of money. It was like something. I'm, I'm not a, I don't know much about cars, so but it was like basically the oil and coolant were mixing together somehow. Um, and I, yeah, that's basically all I know. It cost a couple thousand dollars to fix, but now it's all fixed. Dang. Everyone's been driving it; it's been running super smooth. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's back on the road. Sorry again that you had that experience, but it's kind of like a rite of passage, I guess. Yeah, it's it's stuff you read about uh, in all the <laughs> your favorite hardcore zines and stuff. So, it's like, whatever. It is what it is. It definitely sucked. Looking back, it was like definitely a learning experience, but now it's just like, oh, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then outside of, of that and all the other shows we talked about, um, you guys got to do a little run with Out West in the summer, right? Yeah, we did not run oh, uh, like a five or six day run with Out West. They had like a pretty like a bigger tour plan. It was like a Northwest, and we just hop- hopped on the California days. That was super fun. And then we did a run as well in the fall, I think, with Ceramic, which was like Las Vegas, Arizona, and back basically. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. The kickoff show was at the C four C forty seven Collective forty seven. Yeah, which in fact turned out to not be the final show there. <laughs> it was like it was like it was just a hype up the show, you know. They're just lying. <laughs> that's awesome. Good promoting. Sometimes that's what you got to do. Good you know? promoting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's a business accusation. So, um, so I would say, like, other than Dead Heat. Um, 805 Hardcore didn't have, like, too crazy of a local scene that was popping or too many touring bands coming through in the last, like, five years. Um, and I'd say that you've been, like, a really big part of changing that. Um, and so I think that kind of started, like, with, you know, coming out of the pandemic and stuff. So if you want to just share a little bit about, you know, because now it's, like, bands are wanting to play Oxnard now, which is not something that was happening a few years ago. Um and it's it's really awesome you know i know like for the for like the hardcore kids in the 805 i know it means a lot because they get to see bands that they love that they don't need to drive to la for or drive to san diego for or something you know um 
so if you want to just share a little bit about kind of like how you help start get that going um and kind of like how it's gone and where it's at now yeah i mean uh it just kind of started organically um like covid ended and there was like some random shows happening but i was like i just like wanted to play more shows so i just started booking basically like all local band bills maybe with like an out-of-town band that was like our friends that i wasn't too worried of like getting a bunch of money to or whatever um just so we could play shows and like have fun or whatever um because i think everyone was just itching to play and like yeah. itching to go to things mosh have fun um post covid after being locked up for like a year plus um and then i can't remember exactly the timeline but i think maybe the in time ep release show happened and then i got hit up about doing a spy show in oxnard and like we did that and went super well like it packed out and then ever since then it's just been growing from there like the spy Oxnard show was like the first like i guess like you'd say like bigger band show that happened definitely and then like since then it's just like been shows have been getting bigger and bigger like band the bands have been getting bigger and bigger every band gets like a big reaction like local or touring um and then like you know it's just like it's word of mouth you know people go on tour they have fun in your city so they tell their friends who are in bands that you know you got to play this when you tour and like it just gone on from there i guess and then like a couple months ago i started its own page because i was just basically booking through my own personal instagram but i was getting like way too many messages and it was like hard to keep up with like my own personal messages of like you know just talking to my friends or whatever it was like getting very annoying so i just started its own thing so that they can be separate and from there i feel like that that even helped it get bigger too because like now the name's on flyers so people see it it's like okay i can just hit them up um yeah like we've got we've been had a lot of really crazy shows with like bands i would consider like bigger in the hardcore world and we've got a lot of pretty big shows coming up that haven't been announced yet so it's super exciting just to see where it's going since like pre-covid it was like every show was like the same yeah 30 people if that and there wasn't a lot of young people going to shows like now it's like all young kids and it's like super cool to see them super super enthusiastic about like punk and hardcore um which i feel like was kind of missing from ventura county for a while yeah for sure man that's it's awesome to hear um i definitely it's definitely awesome i feel like the last show the last local show there was like majority of the of the people there were like under 20 years old um yeah and they were like all super hyped for like every band you know yeah like the last show um and two there wasn't even like necessarily a big band on it it was like all the bands were really good but there was no band that was like oh this is like a big band like this is gonna sell out it was still like one of those things it's like i don't know how this is gonna do you know and i think like 140 150 people paid um and like dude he's like these like 14 year old kids are just spin kicking each other into oblivion you know it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's awesome i know shout out trash can man yeah trash can sick um all the local bands right now who are like playing a lot are just killing it so yeah yeah no i i uh you know it's cool because i interview people from from scenes from all over the country and um everybody kind of has a similar kind of has like a similar local collective um that 
that makes things happen. And it's just cool to be a part of. And I really appreciate everything you've done and taking the time to like, you know, book all the shows because I know it's a pain in the ass and stuff. It can be. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's all for the love of of HC, man, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. And it's like, luckily, I don't obviously, I don't do it alone. Like, there's a lot of people behind it. Like, obviously, Vince, Luis, yourself. There's a lot of people who make it run well. You know, I wouldn't be able to do it alone. So, yeah. Like, uh, but, like, I, I do it because I love it. You know, I love hardcore. And I love, like... The more shows we have, the more attention bands from the area get. So it all goes hand in hand. For sure. Yeah, it's it's really just, it's really fun and special to be a part of such like a, um, you know, like just like a collective effort to make something happen that, that means so much to all of us, you know, it means a lot to me. It's meant a lot to me since I was a teenager and, and, you know, it's cool to be a little bit older now and have like be a little bit more responsible and be able to like be like okay this is how it's going to happen this is where the money's going to go this is you know when i was younger it's like i didn't i wasn't really capable of doing all that stuff i was just like drinking 40s and being an idiot you know <laughs> yeah well i mean it's like even like i i learned something new like every show we have about like how to run things better how to do this or that better so it's just like as time goes on it just becomes a more like well operated uh machine and it's like there's a couple shows coming up i'm not even gonna be in town for but it's like since we've got all this experience where i'm able to like have everything ready to go so that the people who will be there running it will be able to like we'll be fine you know it'll be completely it'll be completely chill totally yeah man for sure um and i I would just say for anyone listening or anyone it's like just always shoot your shot you know because you never you never ever know what could happen like you you uh did the spy show and it went really really well and you know it was packed and everything and then we just like jokingly asked chemical fix to play and then scal ended up playing (laughs) you know what i mean in the cff like 48 hours later and so you know it's just like and you're right like that kind of stuff travels and um so you just you just never know man it's okay yeah there's there's been a couple bigger shows that have been like oh uh you want to play this show on your like huge tour off day and like like that's how ingrown happened ingrown, i just like yeah. i just like blank dm them and like sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't but the worst thing someone could say is they don't want to so yeah. don't be afraid to get ghosted either because it happens a lot <laughs> it happens to me all the time <laughs> me too um right on well um yeah super happy to to be a part of 805 hardcore and, and what's going on but um so we'll transition back more into end time specifically. Um, I love the end time demo from the beginning. Um, I you're the only, you're the only one. <laughs> I still do. Remember we were in Seattle, or yeah, we were listening to we were listening to it, and you guys were like, "Oh, it's actually pretty good." <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked it from the beginning. I liked the end time sound from the beginning. It's just a classic, straight up hardcore sound fast you know mid-tempo couple couple mosh parts um but you know i've loved the sound since the beginning so you guys put out the demo in 2020 during the pandemic and then did your ep with extinction burst played a lot of shows off of that um did a tape for it um and you guys have been playing songs live from your most current release for a while right yeah um like it's pretty much like once we write a new song and have it down, it's like, oh, let's just play it live, like test it out, see how it goes. Um, 
And like it kind of like lets us change up the set list too. For sure. Um, and so when, at what point did you, um, did you guys kind of like start writing and, and working on songs for, for Save Your Breath? I feel like pretty much right after the last EP came out, um, or even like shortly after we finished writing it, um, like it was a pretty fast process. We were just trying to get started on the next thing. Not, you know, we didn't want to like lag on it too much. So, after, okay. So the, 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 the first EP came out like fall 2021, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think that's right. And so, yeah, like I said, you guys put out a tape for that. It was on Extinction Burst, played tons of yeah. shows, toured on it, all that stuff. And then last year kind of um, started writing the songs for um, the new EP. And how many songs are on the new EP? Five? Four? Uh, four songs in intro, so there's five tracks total. Sick. Um, and so did you have any like anything specific in mind when you guys were writing writing the new songs? Not really, I feel like. Um, just kind of like whatever we're listening to. I think we were listening to a lot more like mid-tempo stuff and faster st uh, things like going in. So I think there's a little bit less fast parts, like, like circle pit parts on the new EP and stuff like that. But other than that, it's just like it's always been the same. Like we want to sound like the rival mob, No Justice, like stuff like that. For sure. Um, and then did you uh, – so you guys, you guys picked like – these songs and you're like okay we're gonna record we're gonna we're gonna record these and put these out together as like as an ep yeah and then um how or or when and who who did you uh record with we recorded with uh ryan ellery they are based in oakland um at their we actually recorded at their like lockout studio but they have it like fully uh like soundproofed and stuff to be a real studio um and we did it over over the course of two days like it was like drums and bass one day and then guitars and vocals the next day it was a super good experience it was like our first time recording uh outside of vince who we've recorded everything else with um so it was just like a super good experience and it was a super fun yeah and i've seen uh that's like a pretty professional looking studio right yeah ryan's like that's like their real job. Like they're like a real professional when it comes to that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. Okay. And you guys uh, busted it out in one weekend. Yeah, uh, we were there. I think we like drove up the night before, slept, started at like nine a.m. and then just like went to, like I think we went like nine a.m. to five p.m. and then the next day, like started around nine or ten, and then we're done in like four or five hours, and then we drove home. Nice. And um, I also wanted to ask you about, so like In Time plays a sound that's like not that common these days, unfortunately. I mean, it is, but, y you know, like I've talked to this, talked about this with a lot of people lately, like heavy is just what's in right now, I think. Like, not, yeah, definitely. And, and that's cool, you know. Um, but it's it's cool that like you guys are pretty, have been pretty set on playing the like, the like no justice type sound, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like the sound we all like the best, I think. So we've just been, I mean, we've just been writing and playing what we like, you know, we're not trying to like, play a certain sound, just like, you know, sell records or whatever. We're just playing what we like. Yeah, that's cool, man, because because it's it's not, um, I mean, there's a couple bands that I know are putting out newer stuff 
that have a similar sound, but, and don't get me wrong, dude, I love breakdowns, and I love heavy music, <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything bad about that, but, um, it's just cool that you guys, like, stay true to that, um, on this record, and, um, you know, the in the end time live performance, I will say for anybody listening, is something that you got to see. JP is like the best front man of all time. Yeah, JP's like a crazy little white guy. <laughs> for real. Dude, he's the West Coast Timmy No Justice. He's scary. He's, when he's on stage, he's like a crazy little white guy. <laughs> he's like running around, stage diving, throwing things. It's like, what's going on, man? Oh, <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, so, so you guys went up and recorded recorded the EP. Um, oh, tell me about the. I love the order of the tracks. Um, it's cool that you put the. Did you guys like specifically put the intro like as the second track? Yeah, uh, we put the intro as the second track, and like the whole track listing was just like we were kind of like, what do we want to do? Um, we kind of came up with like how we wanted it. We kinda, I think we tested a few different things and that's just what we like best but we like i think when we started figuring out the track listing it was like here from the beginning we didn't want the intro to be first yeah no it's a, it's a cool move because obviously the intro is usually first but the flow the flow of the record is really good like starts off quick and then kind of slows down with the intro and then picks back up quick and then finishes like um you know with the, with i think the last song is like the longest one on there if i'm not mistaken yeah i think i think i think the first and last song are the two longest yeah the the track listing is really good um and i guess i don't i guess i'd have to ask jp about the lyrical inspiration but there seems to be like a lyrical theme or like a theme throughout the whole throughout the whole record um i don't know if you have anything to say about that or or if that's a jp question yeah, I have no idea. Uh, JP writes everything. Oh, like lyrically, JP writes everything. So, for sure, whatever whatever's on his mind, he's going with. <laughs> for sure. Um, all right. So you got the got the EP done, and um, did you have like a specific um, label that you wanted to put it out, or were you kind of just like, all right, we got it done. Now let's just start like sending it out to people, or kind of. How did how did that process go? Once it was finished, we just started sending it out um, and like seeing like, oh, is there anyone who'd be interested? And then over time, um, like indecision was just down to do it, like down to do it because we wanted to do. When we went into it, we're like, okay, like the the main thing we wanted to do was do a record. Like it didn't necessarily matter the label. Um, like there's a lot of awesome hardcore labels going like going on right now, um, and any of them would have been amazing. But we just wanted to do a record. That was like the biggest thing. We didn't just want to do a tape anymore. Um, and the indecision was down to do a a record, a twelve inch record. So we're just like super grateful for that. And then yeah, that was like basically the only thing we for sure wanted going into it. So so you and uh, how was that like? You you sent? Um, did you just like DM Dave Mandel or something, and then just like were like, yo, I got this 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 record are you down to check it out basically um he saw us play at a program when we, we played with big boy and abrasion which was a super fun show so he saw us play there and i talked to him for a little bit and then like it didn't really go much further than that and then i texted him like a couple days later 
and he was like, yeah, like, like he he was super down. Like he was talking about how he wanted to talk to me about it at the show, and it just never came up. Um, but then it just like went from there, and then he pretty much just once we got him everything, like it's been a super easy process. It's like huge shout out to Indecision, huge shout out to Dave. It's been a super easy process that we're super grateful for. For sure. And then, um, so the album art's really sick. Um, did uh, do you want do you want to talk a little bit about like the the album art and like the cover? Yeah, sure. Um, so Luis like demoed out the album artwork of like what we kind of wanted it to be, and then this dude uh, named Parvis. I believe is, uh, I don't want to butcher that. I think it's Parvis though, ended up executing it and it came out super awesome. It's basically just in the alleyway of the CFF in Oxnard in downtown Oxnard. And we wanted to be there just cause like, that's kind of like where we play a lot of our shows, like kind of like at this moment in time, almost like the hub for our scene. Cause like a lot of the shows, hardcore shows happen there. Yeah. The people who own it. So if, if you don't know, the CFF is like a dance studio in downtown Oxnard. <laughs> and like its main purpose is to be a dance studio, but they rent it out to us for um, like the nights whenever we ask and they're super, super easy going with it. Um, we have a really good relationship with them. Um, so we're like, we want it there. And then we just like a classic hooded guy, you know, like, it's just a classic hardcore um, look, so we're super stoked how it came out. Yeah, it came it came out really good. Um, and yeah, you got like how many color vinyls? Like four different variants, right? I think there's three or four different variants. That's like pretty epic, purple, man. Purple, brown, and like kind of an in between color. That's pretty epic, dude. I mean, I'm just like a I've been in I've loved hardcore for so long, and I just like I feel like you know, seeing your band with like a layout and a vinyl on a label like Indecision is probably, probably got to be something pretty cool, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's super awesome. Like I like, I've been collecting records since I was like in middle school, early high school. And like when we started in time, the two things like I wanted to do was just tour and put out vinyl. So it's like, we've done both of those things now, you know? So it's like, it's just been super awesome. And I'm super grateful for the opportunity. For sure. So now that you've done that, it's about time to announce your last show because that's usually what happens, right? <laughs> first, first, I'm trying to play. Uh, I want to go to another country first. Yeah, you guys. You guys. Do you guys all have the? I, do you guys all have passports? Uh, no, but I think two members needed, but it's not that hard to get. Like they can get them, you know. For sure. Um, and yeah, so the record is available um, in Decision website um, and at the upcoming In Time shows, Rapid Fest, and all those shows. You guys will still have them, right? Yeah, we'll have all of them until they ever sell out. If they ever sell out, then that's when we won't have them anymore. We'll also have tapes. Dave actually just sent me the tape layout like a couple days ago. So there will be tapes coming in the near future. Probably by Rapid Fest, we'll have them. Yeah, man, people want to get them so they're not waiting for that fourth pressing, you know? Yeah, well, that, that, that'd be sick. I mean, <laughs> there's there's 400 records, which is, it was originally supposed to be 200, and 400 was just a better deal. I was just like, oh, that's a lot of records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you could take them on tour with you. Yeah, we'll bring them on tour. We'll bring them everywhere. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be slinging them for a while. <laughs> All right, um, so if you're just tuning in on radio, I'm um, talking to Cameron, who plays drums in In Time, a band out of Ventura County. Um, 
we're live on KZAA 96.5 FM. Um, and yeah, just a couple more minutes, uh, a couple more things. So I just wanted to, we kind of already talked about this, but, um, I just wanted to ask you like what, what motivates you to keep, uh, to keep booking shows and booking tours and doing hardcore stuff. Uh, I, I just, it's a corny answer, but I just love hardcore. Like it's given me so much, you know, like all of my friends, all of my interests, like the way I, the way I intentionally live my life is due to hardcore. You know what I mean? Totally. So it's like, it's pretty much given me everything. So it's like booking shows and doing anything I can to keep it, keep it going. is just like the small, the smallest thing I can give, you know? For sure, man. Yeah. You know, like seeing like, seeing like, like how many like young kids are coming out and stuff and just like seeing all the people who are now starting bands and stuff like that. Um, it's just like super inspiring, you know, like that's like basically what keeps me going, keeps me wanting to do it because it's like clearly affecting other people the way it affected me, you know, at, at yeah. that age. Yeah, no, it's really awesome to see. I, I, I know what you mean for sure. It, it affected me really strongly at when I was young too. And um, it's just a really cool thing to be a part of. Um, yeah, right. it's super corny. I was told not to say any corny things, but it's like <laughs> I just, I just, I just love hardcore. You know, it's just like it is what it is. That's just your Scott Vogel coming out right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, so I forgot to add this segment, so I got to add it in because people, it's it's a popular segment. What's your favorite mosh move? My favorite mosh move, the the, the classic stage dive or pylon. Dude, nice. Me too. You're the first person that's that said the pylon. That's my really? favorite that's, by far. Because like when the pylon's cool, because it's like one like a a big group activity. Two, it's like it's hard to get a pylon. Like you need to write meaningful lyrics to get it. You know? <laughs> Dude, a hundred percent. Yeah. It's like you know, it. You could like you can write a a, a open note mosh part and like have it be sick and like have people spin kicking, but writing meaningful lyrics, I feel like is the hardest thing in the world. Yep. And like meaningful lyrics that enough people want to shout back at you that they're piling on each other to get the mic or whatever. is super awesome. And I think for me, that's like the best. Dude, I'm right there with you, man. I, I, the pile up is, is my favorite for the same exact reason because, uh, it's, it will, from like a spectator view, it's really cool to watch happen. Cause it's like, it's like, okay, this part's coming. And then all these people just start like, it's weird how it's like so unnatural that people are piling on top of each other, but it somehow creates a pile. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I know, and people are always so hyped, you know, like like the like the magnitude uh, set at Santa Fury. Two two pileups. Like two the, on the entire stage, stage was just like a pileup. That was that was crazy. It's it look it looks awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, that that was an epic. That was an up a, a, a pile on. On stage pile up to start the set and end the set. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Um, yeah, at the Your Life in America show, I I there was a big on stage pile on for uh, the end time set. It's pretty epic. Yeah, that that, that made me super happy because like I wasn't expecting it. it was just like and it was like we don't play on stages very often, so I was like, oh, yeah. we'll see how this goes. And it's like that happened and like. <laughs> Age diving was like, oh, this is this rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I remember I because I I sang the I sang the song and uh, I was like all the way backed up to your kick drum. I yeah. was like I was like, damn, this is like a real on stage pileup right now. This is <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was super awesome. For sure. 
and diving is is classic for sure. Um, okay, so everybody knows where to get the end time record. Thanks for thanks for giving us all the ins and outs of writing it, recording it, um, and just updating everything on the band. Um, I love you guys a lot, and uh, I'm really really happy to be able to watch end time grow and just um, oh. In time opening for Throwdown. Yeah, that'll, that'll be crazy. <laughs> so crazy. I'm really, I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah, shout out to Dave again. Shout out to Incision Records. He's having um, a anniversary for the label. And yeah, we're playing the first day, which is like a Keith from Throwdown, like uh, the, the early vocalist. They're doing like a I think it's beyond repair. You don't have to be blood to be family and like songs from those two records only. Um, so they're playing songs with those two li- uh, records and it's just going to be awesome. A lot of really cool bands are playing. Um, and yeah, we're super honored and excited to be a part of it. It's going to be a fun hardcore summer for the 805 for sure. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Um, okay, so as as we do on every show, well, in the last couple months, I'm going to ask you some um, questions, quick hits. I'm going to ask you two things, and you got to pick one, all right? Yeah, the quick hits are sick. This is like the new thing. I was listening to uh, Ricky's podcast, um, shout to Rick, Laugh Now, Die Later, shout to Ricky, and he did it, and I was like, dang, everyone's doing this now. It's awesome. <laughs> it's fun. All right, are you ready? Yeah, okay. maybe. Terena or Ceramic? Uh, Tarina. Sorry. <laughs> carry on. <laughs> carry on or lights out? Carry on. That's Pascadero Pride. I mean, a life less played is one of my favorite records. Like, yeah. Uh, hate breed or death threat? Death threat. Two step or windmill spin kick? Um, windmill spin kick in my. If you asked me like three years ago, it's definitely the two step. <laughs> but now I think I think the spin kick is, is okay. what's on what's on the menu. Yeah, for sure. Sound and Fury or FYA? FYA, I think I've only been to one FYA. <laughs> well, okay, I've only been in one FYA, which was this past year, and it was like the best fest I've ever been to. It was amazing. Like it was ran smooth. Like everything was super awesome. It was just a great vibe. Um, but Santa Fe is all, always amazing. Like I'll be going to Santa Fe till the day I die, or till they stop. <laughs> Luis or Nick? Nah, you can't ask that. That's <laughs> messed up. Oh, okay, I'm successful. I got one where you can't answer. That's good. <laughs> those are those are those are both my best friends. Like everyone in time is like my best friend in the world. Um, out west or savior complex. Uh, I love both. I, I, I got to go out west, though. <laughs> um, conservative military image or the chisel? Right now, the chisel, I feel like once there's more music, CMI. For sure. CMI's uh, like, they're like one of my most hyped bands right now. Dude, same, same. They're so good. So good. All right, man. Well, that's it. I stumped you on two of them, so... so uh, I I succeeded in in my opinion. Yeah, that's like your best friend versus your best friend. Yeah, that's like a cheat shot. <laughs> Dude, you gotta ask the hard questions, man. You know the heavy hitters. 
All right, man. Well, thanks so much for joining the show again. Um, be sure, everyone, to come out to Rapid Fest and see In Time play um, with a bunch of great bands and then Indecision um, anniversary show. And, um, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much again, Cameron. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, super excited to be on it again after three years. I know, man. Much so, love. It was super awesome. Great talking to you, and I'll see you soon. All right. Peace. Peace. Thank you.